Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be doing a 12-team PPR mock draft from the fourth overall spot using Fantasy Pro's Draft Wizard. The roster positions for today's mock are one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, flex, kicker, defense, and six bench spots. We're going to be drafting up against the expert consensus rankings on Fantasy Pro's, as well as the composite ADP from ESPN, NFL, Sleeper, and RT Sports. But before we could get into this mock draft, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video then you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below and while you're down there whether you are new to the channel or not please make sure they do leave a like on today's video it would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on twitter please do so at notorious fntsy so without further ado let's get into this 12 team ppr mock draft from the fourth overall spot if you guys do want to purchase my rankings for ppr or half ppr to use during your fantasy football draft make sure that you do check out the patreon they're seven dollars and 50 cents so without further ado let's get into things so justin jefferson christian mccaffrey and jamar chase are the top four picks nothing really all of that out of the ordinary there so now we are up and cooper cup had another setback cooper cup is now listed as day to day. Cup recently made his return to practice after a prolonged recovery from a hamstring injury, but he has now suffered a setback of some time. Head coach Sean McVay says he is considered day to day right now, and it remains to be seen when he'll be back on the field. That report should send shivers down your spine. If you have not drafted yet, do not draft Cooper Cup in the first round. Now, if he falls into like the third or fourth round, then you kind of have a decision to make, right? Because when Cooper Cup returns, he could be one of the best wide receivers in fantasy football. He could be the best receiver in fantasy football. But for me, in the first, the second round, even the third round, there is just too much risk. Early on in fantasy football draft, you're trying to wrap a condom, a Durex around your squad. So, taking unneeded risks like Cooper Cup, who's listed as day-to-day, Sean Payton doesn't even know when he's going to come back, right? Sometimes these, these injuries like Cooper Cup have linger all season long. It just seems like a clear fade. So, for me, this is a no-brainer. I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill here. He is my wide receiver three in my rankings right behind Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I think Tyreek Hill could easily finish as the wide receiver number one at the end of the season. I think the second year of this Mike McDaniel system is really going to help out Tyreek Hill. A lot of people were nervous about Tyreek Hill entering into last season because how is he going to do losing Patrick Mahomes going to Tua? Well, it was actually his best season ever. So, I think he's going to have a great season yet again after Tyreek, Bijan Robinson, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, Saquon Barkley, Travis Kelsey, Derrick Henry, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Pat Mahomes, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Tony Pollard, DK Metcalf, Nine Inch Nicholas Chubb, and Garrett Wilson. Now, I might be the biggest Derrick Henry truther on earth. It seems like every single fantasy football analyst hates Derrick Henry. And I get it, right? He's a little bit older and his production in terms of efficiency has dipped year over year. But at the end of the day, they bring in DeAndre Hopkins to help kind of mitigate the amount of 
pressure that they're going to put on Derrick Henry in the red zone, right? When they're in the red zone, if it was just Derrick Henry, they would load the box every single time. But the fact that D-Hop is there, I'm ecstatic for Derrick Henry this season. But at the 1.10, that is just too early, in my opinion. Seeing Pat Mahomes go in the early second a lot in fantasy football drafts at this point, if you like Allen or Hurts, some of the time you're going to be able to get them towards the middle of the third round. But if you really want Mahomes, a lot of the time you're going to have to pay the ultimate price in the early second round. So Jalen Waddle, best receiver available, best tight end, Mark Andrews, best quarterback, Jalen Hurts. I do love Jalen Hurts this season, but that's a third round pick for me, right? There are too many good players still available on the board to reach up and take a quarterback, especially in a 12-team league. In the third round, I'm very open to it, but in the second round, just not for me. We already have Tyreek Hill, so going with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill on the same exact redraft team to me is a little bit crazy, right? Could Tyreek and Jalen Waddle be top five receivers in fantasy football? Yes, but if you're in a league with two receivers and a flex, and say you start a receiver in your flex, two out of three of your receivers are on the same team. It is not as crazy if you're in a league with three wide receivers and two flex spots and you're starting five wide receivers and two of them are on the same team. But to me, it is just too much risk. The Dolphins have one bad game and your team is sleeping with the fishes like Luca Brazzi. So for me, we are going to go running back at this spot. And Josh Jacobs is a guy that continues to fall to the end of the second round. These websites do not adjust the ADP for these guys. The pre- draft rankings for guys like Josh Jacobs. You can still find them at the end of the second round a lot. These are, Josh Jacobs is a guy that if that contract situation did not happen with Josh Jacobs, we would have seen Josh Jacobs more than likely being a first round pick in fantasy football drafts. And you can find him at the end of the second in a lot of drafts after Jacobs, Josh Allen, Jalen Waddle, away, Waddle, Waddle, Jalen Hurts, Mark Andrews, Chris Olave, and Tee Higgins. So we weren't able to get any of the big three quarterbacks or Mark Andrews. Am I mad about it? Not necessarily, but it would have been sick to start our team off with a receiver who I think could be the number one receiver. A running back who I think could be the RB1. And then maybe get Jalen Hurts, who is my quarterback one, right? That would have been very exciting. For me, once you get past this range of Andrews and Kelsey, I don't really want to pull the trigger super early on TJ Hawkinson. I also, after the big three quarterbacks go, I typically don't want to be the guy that just a couple of picks after those big three guys go takes Lamar Jackson. I will take my chance at waiting for a guy like Justin Fields or Justin Herbert to come back to me a little bit later. So quarterback and tight end to me are not going to be the picks. It's either going to be running back or wide receiver. I'm starting to get a lot more excited about Ramondre Stevenson. Now I get why Ezekiel Elliott signing to the Patriots is not good news for Stevenson. But if we take into account the fact that Stevenson scored six touchdowns last season and he was still a top 10 running back in PPR. Now they add in Zeke. Presumably Zeke is going to be vulturing some touchdowns. But can the touchdowns go lower than five or six, right? I think even if Zeke plays the whole season and he stays healthy and so does Stevenson, I would be shocked if Stevenson can't score five touchdowns. Now, Zeke is going to take some carries away, but Stevenson is still going to be getting all of the receiving work. 
And the Patriots offense last year was bottom of the barrel. I expect them this season under a new offensive coordinator who is not a complete and utter bozo like Matt Patricia, Bill O'Brien, I think things are going to get better. I think Mac Jones plays a little bit better. And I think Ramondre Stevenson is still perfectly fine. In a lot of these drafts that we have been doing, we have been doing in 12-team leagues very wide receiver heavy drafts, right? Get a running back in the first or second round and then spam the wide receiver button. Get a quarterback, get a tight end. But in this draft, we want to do something different. That's why it's very important to do mock drafts. You can try out different strategies. And I am starting to like Stevenson a whole lot more. Again, would I prefer that Zeke wasn't there 100%, but that's not the... Uh, and we were dealt, right? We're dealt the hand of Zeke being there. And I think Stevenson's going to end up being just fine. After Madre, Devontae Smith, Joe Mixon, Brandon Ayuk, Najee Harris, Keenan Allen, Travis Etienne, his teammate, Calvin Ridley, Brees Hall, Damian Pierce, Jameer Gibbs, A.A. Ron Jones, Miles Sanders, T.J. Hawkinson, Joe Burrow, Mark Cooper, and Lamar Jackson. A very quarterback-heavy room early on here. Not really all that surprising. A lot of drafts I have seen that people have sent me of their fantasy football drafts quarterbacks are flying off the board this season and in drafts like this right we're not going to go Justin Fields here at the 4.09 if we don't get Fields at the fifth pick here at the 504 then we don't want to get caught lacking because in these rooms where people are spamming quarterbacks early there's going to be someone that drafts Lamar in the fourth and then takes Tua in the ninth round so you don't want to really get buried by the fact that people are taking two quarterbacks and your QB1 is fucking Mac Jones. So we're up on the clock here. Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, and Tyreek Hill. The best part about going with two running backs in the first three rounds is we get to avoid this range at running back. That, to me, is a little bit gross, right? Kenneth Walker could be good, but Zach Charbonnet is there. I think Zach Charbonnet is going to take away a lot of that pass-catching upside for Kenneth Walker so again I don't think Kenneth Walker's a terrible pick in the fourth round but it's a little gross right Madison I think he's going to be the guy but he's not really a workhorse Dobbins how much are the Baltimore Ravens even going to be running the ball how much is Gus Edwards going to play into things James Conner the Arizona Cardinals offense is awful I still like Conner but that's bad Rashad White he's not really going to be the guy the whole season I think someone's going to work in with him there's a lot of question marks at running back once you get into this range the receivers are a lot more open. Now, I am probably the most anti-Debo Samuel man on earth. But at the end of the fourth round, I am going to take him on this team. I fully understand the risk I am taking, right? This is a guy that has had one good year in the NFL. And you can see why. Six touchdowns, one touchdown, 15 touchdowns, five touchdowns. They have Christian McCaffrey on the team for a reason. This is a team that is going to spread the ball out a ton, but there is just something so metaphorically sexy about making the draft pick of Debo Samuel. He's super fun. He's really good. Was it just a down year last year? Or is that going to be what always happens, right? Wide receiver 32 through 40, and that... One season where he scored 15 touchdowns ends up being an outlier. We shall see. Again, I'm not a huge fan of Debo, but if I'm doing 10 different drafts, I probably want to take Debo on one because if I'm way off, Debo's this league winner, I don't want to be without the, the guy, right? So we're going to take him here. I don't think he would have fallen back to us if we're being honest. And now, since we already have Jacobs and Stevenson, 
I am going to continue to draft a bunch of wide receivers so that if Debo ends up sucking donkey cock like I believe he will, then we're going to have other options to replace him. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Definitely would like to go with Justin Fields here, but again, we start off so many teams going quarterback early, so we want to go ahead and do something a little bit different here. Looking at wide receiver, Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, Drake London, Deontay Johnson. For me, there's a clear pick here. It's between Drake London uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Deontay Johnson. We're going to go with Deontay Johnson this time. His ADP has been screaming up boards. Now, depending on which website you play on, his ADP is going to be very different. On ESPN, it feels like they have corrected to, hey, Deontay Johnson had one down year. He's probably going to bounce back. Whereas other websites have him just nowhere near the fifth round, right? They have him like the seventh round. So if you're in a website like that, go ahead and wait for Deontay Johnson. But I'm going to get him here because I think he's worthy of a fifth round pick. And I would have been kind of shocked if he fell back to us at the 609, at the 69th overall pick. Very nice, I like. So we're back up on the clock here. After Deontay Johnson, we see Drake London, DeAndre Hopkins, Javante Williams, Tyler Lockett in my pocket skirt, Christian Watson, Chris Godwin, Trevor Lawrence, Jonathan Taylor, Darren Waller, J.K. Dobbins, Kyle Pitts, James Conner, Christian Kirk, Dallas Goddard, Justin Fields, and Rashad White. So, since we didn't go tight end or quarterback here, all the tight ends that I really like are gone. Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, Hawkinson, Goddard, Pitts, Waller. Once you get to this range, it's time to just take a timeout and pause at the tight end position. Do I like Pat Fryermuth? Do I like Evan Ingram? Yes. But are they worthy of a six-round pick? Fuck no, baby. You can just wait until like the ninth round and get whoever is left of this group, right? I'd even be fine drafting Higby in the 11th round because without Cooper Cup, this is a offense with no one to throw the fucking ball to. And if Stafford's able to stay healthy, then you're going to see a whole lot of Higby. So it is now our turn to pick here again. We're not going to be going tight end. We're not going to go quarterback in this range. Because again, now we're in the range of Watson, Dak. Like, these aren't sixth round picks. Like, I think Watson's going to have a great season. But he's not a sixth round pick for me. Terry McLaurin is interesting falling into the sixth round. This is a guy that could miss multiple games to start off the season and again, I just try to be as risk-averse as possible in terms of injuries. These injuries are going to find you. I say this a lot. The injuries are going to find you in a back alley and mug you for every fucking thing you own and then hit you with the Tanya Harden special. Right. That's what's going to happen. The injuries are going to bend you over a table. And they're not even going to spit on it beforehand, right? You are going to get screwed by injuries. So don't go into the season chasing the injuries down, right? But Nick, I love Jerry, Judy, and Terry McLaurin. I love Terry McLaurin more than I love a lot of things in life. I am a Terry McLaurin truther at heart. I have Terry McLaurin's name tattooed on my chest, right? Or it's like one of those tattoos like on your arm where it's like, I love mom now. I love Terry McLaurin. I do. I do. But in the sixth round, the motherfucker might miss three games. Like Jerry, Judy might be in danger of missing multiple games, right? They didn't put him on the short-term IR, but there's a lot of worries that he might miss fifth to, fifth? five to six games. Judy scares me. Questionable for week one. And it's a toe injury. We know those toe injuries be lingering. So it's kind of scary, right? So I'm going to go with my boy, MPJ. Now, Michael Pittman tweaked his ankle at practice a couple weeks ago. Doesn't appear to be anything super serious. The question is, will we be able to get him in the next round? Because... 
I think he's going to fall back to us. So we are going to jump back in the running back room here and then kind of avoid running backs for a while because I'm very confident in our running back room. But I think it would also be a reach to go for Michael Pittman here when I think he will fall back to us in the seventh round. Plus, if he doesn't, there's still a lot of options at receiver that I like in the seventh round anyways. So we are going to go ahead and get James Cook here. Now, I don't have James Cook ranked the highest out of these running backs. I have David Montgomery ranked the highest. But I want to go ahead and get James Cook because I think there is a whole lot more upside for James Cook than David Montgomery if the season plays out as usual. Now, obviously, there's a universe where... Gibbs gets hurt, knock on wood, and Montgomery is fucking feasting on the touches in Detroit. This was one of the most effective rushing games for fantasy football last year in Detroit. Buffalo notoriously swinging and missing at running back. Every fucking time you draft them in fantasy, they don't do shit. Josh Allen runs the ball in, right? But Devin Singletary is gone. James Cook has been getting the gawk gawk 9,000 from every single beat reporter at Bill's camp. Every time we've seen James Cook in training camp, he actually does look good. And he performed well in preseason action. So I'm going to go with James Cook here. And then we are going to stay clear away of the running back position after this. And hopefully we get our boy Michael Pittman Jr. After we went ahead and went with the boy James Cook, Terry McLaurin, Mike Williams, James Cook's brother, Dalvin Cook, Jerry Judy, George Pickens, and Deion Dre Swift. So we're going to be able to get Michael Pittman Jr. here. I was a humongous Hollywood Brown guy, but I am so nervous. Not just a little nervous. We are in DEFCON 5, full-on panic mode, fucking smash the glass in case of emergency mode for Hollywood Brown. Great player. The Arizona Cardinals are doing a fire sale. They're trading everyone left and right. Seems like they don't want to win a fucking game. They want Caleb Williams, even though they already have Kyler Murray. Will Kyler come back this season? Who knows? Who's the starting quarterback? Is it Dobbs? Is it Clayton Looney Tunes? I don't know. And it scares me. I love Marquise Brown, the player. Especially without D-Hop there. It could be so exciting. And maybe it does end up being exciting. Maybe he gets shipped off to a team to be their number one receiver. And things are all fine and jolly in the world. You draft him in the seventh round and it pays off. There's also a chance you draft him. They don't trade him. The team is flopping like a fish out of water. They can't win a game to save their lives. Hollywood Brown for me right now is a guy. Again, I like the player. Just a clear avoid when there's still so much talent left available. Mike Evans, another guy, groin injury. Everything I've seen is that he should be fine. But again, trying not to chase the injuries. If he falls into like the eighth, yes. But right now in the seventh, it is a little scary. A little bit scary. So we are going to go with Michael Pittman here. I am a big believer in Anthony Richardson. I think he's a better passer than people give him credit for. I think Michael Pittman's better than people give him credit for. Right? This is a guy with back-to-back 130-plus target seasons. Problem was the receiving yards and the touchdowns because the quarterback was Carson Wentz. It was Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger. Michael Pittman is the classic Terry McLaurin, the classic DJ Moore of player is good. Hashtag good. Quarterback fucking reeks. Stinks. Now, I think things are changing for Michael Pittman plus, dude. They have 
dude or dudette, you know, you might be a woman here, they don't have a lot of receivers. I think right now, they only have three wide receivers on their roster, and if it's not three, they might have added someone, so it would be four. Four receivers. There is not a lot of talent in Indy besides Michael Pittman, and we don't even know if Jonathan Taylor is going to come back. So they might lean more on the pass, which would help out Michael Pittman a ton. It would kind of suck, though, because I really do think losing Jonathan Taylor really hurts the development of Anthony Richardson. Now, again, I think Anthony Richardson could be good for fantasy his rookie year because of how much he runs, but it does kind of suck, right? It would have been awesome to see, like, oh, fake handoff to JT. Fucking Richardson runs for 70 yards into the end zone. We're not seeing that with... The running backs they have there. Hopefully they bring in Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette. Obviously, they are no Jonathan Taylor, but at least then they would have a decent running back. After Michael Pittman, Jahan Dotson, Hollywood, Brown, Alvin Kamara, Dickie, Dak, Prescott, David Montgomery, Mike Evans, Jordan, Addison Ray, Danny Dimes, Traylon Burks, Brandon Cooks, 49ers defense, Khalil Herbert, Gabe Davis, Antonio Gibson, Michael Thomas, and Zay Flowers. So we're up on the clock here, looking at the teams by roster. This is probably the coolest thing that Fantasy Pros has that I wish every other website has. Now, there's some websites that are stuck in the Stone Age, like ESPN. The other day, we did my $350 buy-in draft on ESPN. I used my rankings on the Patreon, $7.50. The whole time, those fuckers don't have a draft board. So when I'm trying to look at other people's teams right on here, you just kind of look at here and you're like, oh, I got a good idea, kind of what the builds are of each team. I mean, running backs, receivers, quarterbacks, they have a quarterback, they have a tight end, Right? On ESPN, you're stuck like this, clicking on every fucking single team like an insane person. And if you're doing your draft like on a laptop, that is very hard to do. You got to have some great fingers like your name is Johnny Sins. So really good that Fantasy Pros has this. I wish more websites had this. Only one quarter, one team doesn't have a quarterback, and they're all the way over there. So we get to pick once, and then in the ninth round, I think I'm going to take a quarterback. Because again, in some leagues, the owners, the fantasy players, they're smart. They're wicked smart, right? But some leagues, you're playing with some people with a couple screws loose, right? Not the sharpest knives in the cupboard where you don't take your quarterback in the ninth round, then three people take backup quarterbacks. You're in the 10th round, and you're like, oh, geez, what do I do? And they're like, all right, I'll, I'll wait, right? No one else is going to take a quarterback, and then three more quarterbacks go, and then you're sitting there like, holy shit. Now I have Russell Wilson as my starting quarterback, right? So you don't want to get caught lacking in that sense. So we're going to pass on Watson here. We are going to go with, let's see, what's Evan Ingram's ADP? Pick 79. Again, this is the one thing that Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard really reeks at. If you don't go with the tight end early, after those big tight ends, like the big tight end names, they just never come off the board. Like You'll be at the end of the draft, and Ingram and them will still be there. So we're going to pass on tight end. I don't know which tight ends would actually be available. Like, again, I don't really want to take Ninjoku in the eighth round anyway. So we're going to go ahead and go with a wide receiver at this spot again because I am nervous about Debo Samuel. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. So we are going to go with another wide receiver here. And we're going to go with more of an upside pick here. Actually, they're kind of all upside picks. We're going to go with Cortland Sutton. Again, without Jerry Judy for the first couple of games, we can really see Cortland Sutton potentially step into his own in this offense. Now, there's also a chance that Jerry Judy comes back and Cortland Sutton is instantly devalued. But this was an eighth-round pick, and like I talk about a bunch on the channel, the later you get into the draft, the more risky you are allowed to be. First couple of rounds, 
Try not to get get risky, right? Try not to reach, right? There are some players I'll reach for, right? I'm someone who strongly believes that Calvin Ridley is an early third round pick. So I'll take him in the third round, even if sometimes he goes in the fourth round, right? But early on, if you like, for instance, Ramondre Stevenson, there's no need to take Ramondre Stevenson at the 209 because you can probably get him at the 304, right? There's no need to reach early on. But as you get deeper and deeper into the draft, you are afforded the opportunity to do a little bit more risky things. After Colton Sutton, Pacheco, Jackson Smith, and the Jigba, Philadelphia Eagles defense, AJ Dillon, Sky with two eyes more, and Brian Robin Sons are back up on the clock here. Gonna go with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is someone that most people seem to be very, very scared to draft. They want to stay clear away from him like the masseuses of Cleveland, right? And I get it. He sucked last year. He didn't just suck. He fucking reeked. He was terrible. It was hard to watch that man play football. You were better off getting your fucking eyes gouged out than watching that. He couldn't move the ball. He looked like Stevie Wonder in the pocket, and it was embarrassing. Now, could say there was a lot on his mind. Maybe he was a little stressed. Maybe he needed a little massage. Can't be getting those anymore, pal. But what I will tell you is he has looked better in the preseason action. He also kind of likes to run the ball. He's an interesting pick. I get there's risk with it, right? He looked like shit last year. We all know. But I'm willing to take that risk late because I think Watson could be a top five quarterback, right? We've seen him do it in the past. Why not now? with a pretty solid receiver core in Cleveland and a great running back in the boy, 9-inch Nicholas Chubb. After Watson, Elijah Moore, his teammate, Juju Smith-Schuster, Corvette, Corvette, Damian Harris, Kadarius Tony, Rashad Master, Bateman, Odell Beckham Jr., Evan Ingram, Zach Charbonnet, Jacoby Myers, Samaj P. Ryan, Quentin Johnson, Rashad with two A's, Penny, Jerick McKinnon, Devin, two chains, and Romeo throw up the Dobbs at Friermuth. So we're up on the clock here. Gonna go running back. We're gonna go with... Ooh, this is tough. This is real tough. Like, picking... You remember when you were, like, a kid? I don't know how old you guys... There's a very variety of different ages to watch these videos. Some may relate. When you were a kid, you get, like, the Game Boy. Trying to figure out which Pokemon is going to be your starter. Do you remember how tough that was? At least for me as a kid. I always went with Squirtle. I love my boy Squirtle. But... Yeah, I always found it to be very tough as a kid. So maybe that's not a uh, very relatable thing for everyone. It's tough. Jamal Williams, Jalen Warren, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. With Kendra Miller, dude, his fucking picture is crazy. Why is Jamal Williams smiling like that? We're taking him and that would explain because I don't want him staring like, at me like that through the screen. But uh, yeah, Jamal Williams with Kendra Miller banged up again. Without Alvin Kamara for the first three games, you can reasonably play Jamal Williams in the flex for the first three games of the season. Jamal Williams, if Alvin Kamara looked like how he looked last year, we could really see Jamal Williams being like a fucking genius pick in the 10th round. Now, Kendra Miller could come back a couple weeks. Taysom Hill scored all these touchdowns. Kamara looks good. And maybe Jamal Williams is bad. But... At least, he's a three-week rental that you can play. And there might be some bozos, some gavons in your league where the marons, you know, you take Jamal Williams, you send, you send him to him, and they give you some other good player. 
And then Jamal Williams sucks after week three. So that's just some things that I think about. So after Jamal Williams, Dallas Goddard, Adam Thielen, Jeff Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, Alan Lazard, and Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, some pretty big news from yesterday was that Jeff Wilson actually is on the IR. And he isn't just on the IR for one injury. It's like one of those where you remember that game where you would do surgery on the guy and he has like every fucking issue on the earth, right? And you're like grabbing little tweezers trying to take the things out. I don't remember what that's called. That's basically Jeff Wilson. He's got every injury under the book. That makes it very interesting to draft Devin Two Chains and Raheem Mostert as well. But I really like our running back room already. I'd kind of be get a little bit antsy if I didn't jam some more receivers on this squad. We still don't have a tight end. David Njoku probably wouldn't be available here. So if you don't believe in that, just envision it was like Chig, or not Chig, I guess Tyler Higby or something like that. I like David Njoku this year. But Deshaun Watson never throws to tight ends, Nick, don't you know? Well, that's because he's never had a tight end like David Njoku to throw the ball to. After David Njoku, Jalen Warren, Rondell Moore, Marvin Mims, Van Jefferson, Tua, Tungavailoa, Devin Singletary, Tank, Bigsby, Raheem Mostert, Dalton Schultz, Kenneth Gainwell, Darnell, here comes the Mooney, Kirk Chains, Geno Smith, Greg Dolchich, Tyler Higby, and Tyler Algier. If you want to go with the second tight end, that's fine, but we do not swing that way. We are going to go with yet another wide receiver on the squad. We are going to go ahead and get... If your league does let you put a suspended player on the IR, I don't mind drafting Jamison Williams, but if your league doesn't let you do that, you're better off just passing on him, and then three or four weeks in the season when someone inevitably cuts him, then you just hold him for, like, the last couple games, right? Or you can just wait until, like, week six when he actually is about to come off the suspension. I love Nico Collins so much. We take him in so many of these drafts. He would normally be the pick. We're not going Boyd. Boyd is not a 12-team pick. Like, he's a decent player. Like, you play him every week and you're fine with it. But in a 12-team league with just two receiver spots and a flex, Boyd is basically, like, basically uh, doing, what is that called? Possum. You know, rolling over. Letting them pet your belly at the flex spot. Because you know Boyd's going to get 10 points, but he's probably not going to get 20 unless Jamar Chase or T. Higgins are hurt. He's not a guy I want. Late in the draft, I want to be taking fucking swings for the fences i don't want to be taking like easy layup right so we're gonna go ahead and get jonathan mingo could be the receiver one on the panthers could be the receiver four best part about that is we'll figure it out very soon we can just cut him not really all that big of a deal and then we are going to close this bish out with a running back we are going to go with roshan johnson i am a khalil herbert guy in and out pause I am a thoroughbred Khalil Herbert guy, but I will acknowledge Roshan Johnson's actually pretty good. And if he does split the carries and if Khalil Herbert does go down, knock on wood, I think Roshan Johnson would be a smash play weekly. Now, since we filled our whole roster out, we're going to go with our kicker and our defense. We're going to get Harrison, Bucker, the fucker. And then we're going to go with the defense. Again, for defenses, you don't need the best defense. You need a defense playing a not-so-hot opponent week one. For instance, the Chiefs. They have a pretty meh defense to me. Last year, they finished as the defense 11. They're okay, right? But they faced the Lions week one. And I know the Lions, this, that, and the other thing. The Lions offense can score points. Kansas City Chiefs defense might score four fantasy points. You don't want that. Then they play the Jaguars. Then they play the Bears. Then they play the Jets, right? These are hard opponents. So you want to go with the defense that sure, they might not be as good as the Steelers, but they have a good matchup. For instance, the Washington 
Commanders going up against the Arizona Cardinals, a team in so much dismay that they're trying to do some college football shit where they don't even name their starting quarterback. It's a competitive advantage. No, it's not, you bozo. Not. That's what the head coach said of the team. Not. So, our team here is composed 95 out of 100. Chef's kiss. Quarterback, Deshaun Watson, Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson. Receivers are Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, tight end, David Njoku, Flex, Deontay Johnson. Defense, the Commanders, kicker, Harrison Bucker. Our bench is comprised of James Let Him Cook, Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton, Jamal with two A's, Williams, Jonathan Mingo, and Roshan Johnson. So let me know down below in the comment section what you guys thought about today's draft. Did you love it? Did you hate it? If you want my rankings, again, check them out on Patreon for $7.50, half PPR and full PPR rankings. If you stay subscribed to the Patreon, I will answer every single question you ask on there, guaranteed. And you'll receive my weekly rankings every single week on there. So thank you guys for watching. Click on one of the videos on the screen. Click on that subscribe button if you're new. See you guys later. Toodaloo, kangaroo, in a while, crocodile. Good.